Hello, everyone. Thank you all so much for joining me for the Best Friend Show podcast. I'm Katrina Davis, and today I have with me an especially lovely duo um, of comedian friends. I have with me John Zucker and Nick Scardarossi. Thank you both for coming. <laughs> or logging on. You know what I mean. Thanks for having us. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Yeah, this is honestly, I love, if there's one nice thing about the pandemic, it's how we've all really moved towards this. Oh, I love you know? it. No I'm travel. My kitchen table, I'm in my home. drinking a Seven Eleven coffee, seeing my friends <laughs> on the computer. I love it. <laughs> it doesn't sound too bad. Um, wow. So we were just talking about how you two have no idea what to expect, yeah. which is honestly ideal. But um, you could start by just introducing yourselves to the pod to let everyone know who you are. Whoever wants to go first. Are you motioning me? Yes, Nicholas, please. My name is Nicholas Charles Scardarossi, um, and uh, I'm an actor and I'm a comedian. And is that what I'm supposed to say? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. That's and that's that's. I feel like a fraud even saying that, but that is true. That is what I. That is what I. I do sometimes for money and would love to do for more money in the future. <laughs> so if there's any big industry wigs listening to this, big wig industry folks. <laughs> I'm available. I'm sending this pod directly to CAA. Uh, That's, I whoever. turned this into a marketing. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's me. Hell yeah. <laughs> great, 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 great. Um, well, wonderful. If we're using our full names, I'm Jonathan John Zucker. Uh, I'm a uh, director and comedian. Um, you know, also available for hire. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're both so available. We're so available. Our look at our cals. Our avails are wide open, baby. <laughs> wide open. <laughs> Wait, because John, did you say Jonathan John? Because you don't have a middle name. Oh no, it's Jonathan Aaron Zucker. My parents actually. It's, so it's Jazz. My parents call me Jazzy. It's all my yeah. Are you Jazz. serious? They do? I'm hundred percent serious. That's adorable thank you (laughs) well i thought you were gonna say you didn't have a middle name because my dad doesn't have a middle name and i thought he was lying really for most of my life i just my mom doesn't have a middle name yeah i just accused him of like being like yeah you do and he was like no i really don't and i was like "Mm, i don't believe you (laughs) did his parents were they just like you know what two's enough i guess not because his other siblings have middle names so yeah i don't know why he oh. didn't get one well that is odd where is that yeah. in the uh, the age ranking of siblings he is the baby boy <laughs> so oh, by that, that point they that were makes like more sense they just kind of yeah they gave up <laughs> yeah yeah they were burned out like kids. that's enough we're out of names <laughs> we that's could so barely funny. come up with the first one that's so funny that's like yeah wow they were done. They were like, they were like, we got all the other kids got their first and middle and yeah, last name, and we're done with the last one. He doesn't need it. It's interesting how how babies like the like the baby sibling of most families. I mean, I don't. I'm an only child, but like, I I feel like the baby sibling of most families is always like like the favorite, but also the one with the most room. Do you know what I mean? It's like because everyone they've already raised other kids so they're like yeah we know how this one this one's kind of autopilot but they're also oh, yeah. the favorite 100 you know I mean? my brother that's how i've I have always... a younger brother and my parents like him so much more than they like me. Aww. they like they love us but they like <laughs> love him like mikey and i like him better too yeah. all my cousins we actually my cousins we had like a ranked choice 
And we all just like we're like Mikey's the best one, right? Like he's the best. He really yeah. is the best. <laughs> he's the best. If I could be on the best friends podcast with Mikey, I would. But I'm I'm stuck with John. <laughs> they met once actually like a month ago and it was honestly And we hit adorable. it off. It was so cute. They really did we love did. each other. How far apart are you, John? You and your brother? We're I'm three years older than he is. Oh, okay. So you are kinda close. Is it just you two? Just us two, oh, okay. you know, us two against mm-hmm. the world. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and he's doing better. The world likes him better, also. Oh, but. world loves him better. There's little. There's nobody I know who holds a grudge against my brother. He's just universally loved he everywhere universal, he goes. Yeah. It's really Sweet beautiful. Guy. Yeah, and they laugh. Oh, the it same. sounds like you kind of want to do the best friends pod with your brother too. Wait, is everyone just gonna? Should do we just it? bring him in? I mean, if we could just rotate yeah. them out. The thing is, if we talked to best, if you booked my brother in a best friends podcast with everybody who wants to be his best friend, you just, that would be all yeah, you book. That's true. You know, he's got <laughs> so many people who adore him. You'd just be, have Zuck month and it would just be your little brother and all of his friends. Zuck month. Yeah. And it would be lovely. It'd be really good. <laughs> that is very funny. I mean, so how did you all meet as best friends? We were you can't you you can't see because if someone's listening to this, John keeps motioning me like like we're like an old married couple. Um, we were. This is our when Harry met Sally moment. This is true. Yeah, we we yeah we met. We were interns at um, at uh, UCB, um, the acclaimed comedy school UCB. Um, we were interns there at the Sunset location, which no longer exists, um, and we. Uh, yeah, we met and we just we we hit it. Oh, John used to man the door for the stand-up show at the end of the night because we did the night shift on Sundays, and uh, I was just like, "Who's this cool fella?" And then we like we were you know bonding, and we were both starting to get into stand-up. And yeah. then when John decided to leave the internship, he said, "If you take over the stand-up show and man the door, then you don't have to take out the trash at the end of the night." And then I was like, this man will be my children's godfather. That's it right there. <laughs> People did not like it. I got in trouble because I didn't take out the trash. I did take out the trash. And then I started manning the door. And then I didn't take out the trash. And I one day let another intern know. She was more of a senior intern. I let her know the secret. And she did not take well to that. She didn't like that. Yeah, what? that was a, mis- that was a mistake. But uh, she, the one- What, did she narc on your cheat code? She just thought it was kind of crap that I was like not taking out the trash at the end of the night, and I was like, I have to man the door for this stand-up show with twelve people at it. Who knows what could happen? You know, this <laughs> I am the last nine of line of defense for Jared Logan. You know, <laughs> I'm protecting this building from who knows what kind of terror and carnage. That's right. That's right. You don't know who's in the crowd for Brent Sullivan doing his set and one yeah. of the nicest guys in comedy. That yeah, is so truly. funny. So how many years was ago church. was that? Um, five. It was 2016, okay. kind of, because that's when we both started really doing stand-up, right? Yeah, that was like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds right. That sounds yeah, right. 2016. Because were you doing stand-up as interns or were you doing improv as interns and then you started stand-up? Uh, improv and then stand up, yeah. right? I mean, I was doing improv. Yeah, I, I was doing mostly sketch at the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, we both joined. And the thing about Sundays is there was Ask Cat and then there was Church. And oh. we were the only ones who would prefer to go see 
the stand-up show. We wanted to see church, and that's kind of where we bonded. We were like, oh, ASCAT's fun, but we're getting kind of bored. Um, no offense. I mean, they were unbelievable shows, and they were fantastic, but it was just like, you know, getting uh, drawn changing our to stand-up together, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. and then it just kind of, yeah. Because did you coincidentally both start stand-up? Were you like friends enough that you talk to each other after you left john like what happened after you left the internship so basically like neither of us we had both done stand-up before but like it wasn't our focus um and we kind of like had this weirdly cocky moment that i'm looking back like why do we do this i can't believe we're like oh we like we like each other why don't we start a show together having done stand-up like five times each and uh, and that's really where it's that's how it started. With, and then with, we, we should mention be- Gerald Bassetti too. Gerald was the the third. Oh. The, so it's sort of like a Pete yeah. Best Beatles situation. There was a third. Uh, his name is Gerald yeah. Grissetti. He's very sweet. He's very funny. He's fantastic. Um, and he we started the comedy show. It was me, John, and Gerald. And then Gerald got on a mod team and he left us for great success. <laughs> he's doing great now, by the way. Wish him nothing but the best. Really love Gerald. He's doing great. Yeah, he's, like, he's like writing a Snapchat show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd done a, ske- a yeah. sketch show with him prior and he was so funny. And then we, oh, man. Yeah, uh, me and yeah. Edgar Montplacer many years ago had re- written the show and night one, it did so well. And then we we're like, okay, we're going to get a run. And then we had, did it a second time because you have to do it twice to get a run. And the second time, Gerald, he couldn't make it, and he was one of the leads. And so somebody else filled in and tried their best, but it was like we wrote this part for Gerald, and it just bombed. <laughs> and we didn't get a run. I was so bummed. <laughs> it was, yeah, because I, I auditioned for that mod team, too, and I went down to final call, final callbacks for the mod team. And then I did, because they were said, I remember because we were going to start the stand-up show, but it was like, if you get on the mod team, you have to put all of your effort towards that. And I almost got on that mod team, and then Gerald got on the team. And then our show had just started, I think. And then, yeah, uh, and then, yeah, then it became a, uh, a duo. Oh, wow. So wait, so does he still do sketch? Because what? Mm-hmm. I think is... he does, right? Yeah, he does oh, he, sketch. He, I know he has a Snapchat show, right? Yeah, he has a Snapchat show called um, All Dogs Get Money, and it's basically like an, an animated cartoon show about rappers, but they're all animals. Okay. <laughs> People <laughs> like it. He's doing well. <laughs> yeah, it's like a couple seasons. That sounds very yeah. interesting. I like it. Um, so wait, what was the first show that you all had together? It was uh, Arts and Crafts. I mean, yeah. it, it was... Uh... That's what I thought. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice, yeah. but it was at the because uh, it was, it was the the always at the clubhouse. Oh, it's we, moved. we started the lyric Hyperion. We had the lyric, um, and oh, then nice. we did the clubhouse. Then we did the satellite. Then we did the clubhouse. Then we did. I know we're at Rita House now, Rita but House. I feel like there was something well, else in between. And we, yeah, we had the we had that um uh we had the one the biggest show we've ever done was at this like hidden loft in Koreatown. Yeah, yeah. Un- uh, truly so like I'm I'm shocked we did not get in trouble for this. Um, but we, yeah, we, we threw this, like, uh, it was for Planned Parenthood. We did an April Fool's show and it was in this loft and it was, we, we, it was the only time we did like a DM for location. Uh, and we had like this insane lineup and it was like 200 people. And then like closer to three afterwards and and it went to like six in the morning and it was like in a loft and they had like a full bar and like, and that bar made money yeah that bar made like we didn't seven, really see a lot of that yeah money. the bar made like seven to ten grand they split they split the bar with us which we, we gave to planned parenthood and, oh did uh, they yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well they did because I, I chased them down yeah yeah it was nuts it was like oh this 
it was so much. You had cooler. to chase them down for your PP cut. Yeah, exactly. We're yeah, like, because well, we we took we took the door and then, but then we heard how much they made on. I think we had agreed to it, but they they made like a ton on uh, the bar. And one of they the, were like, we agreed to it when we thought we were gonna make like a little bit of money. <laughs> we oh, were yeah. trying to give you half of this much money. <laughs> I don't know if we got it. Was, it half. was nuts. <laughs> but whatever. They I mean, were like, but, how but, many pap smears could they possibly need? <laughs> you know, was, taking yeah, some of this did, money. Uh, it was pre-taxes. There was there was another <laughs> producer that we had had added onto that show just for that one, and she worked, I think, at Apple. And at the time, Apple was doubling any donation up to 10 grand so i think we ended up donating like six thousand dollars or something like that yeah to Planned that's Parenthood amazing. From that, show. that was like a crazy show it was so f- yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah for for anyone listening nick and john still run a show called arts and crafts where the amazing lineups of comics do sets and then there is an artist that does drawings inspired by our sets and then they auction them off to various charities and it is super fun <laughs> Thank you. No, the last one I was on, I was physically exhausted from everything else I had just been doing that week. And I was like curled up on a couch, still having a great time, just like listening to everyone's sets and just like laughing to myself in the fetal position. So you can be like borderline unconscious and still have a great time at their show. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You got you made it into one of the art pieces. Oh, yeah, you did. Right. Didn't someone draw Katrina? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They drew one of your oh, jokes. Oh, yeah. I had to dip because I bought it. And I, uh, wait, okay, there's two. <laughs> you bought the one I was in the One I was in the drawing because Trish and I both stood in the bathroom for an empty bathroom. <laughs> because I met, I met, um, I think it was Trish or one of your other friends in line. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking in line and being like, this person's taking forever. And then I finally checked and there was no one in the bathroom. Like, they were standing outside the bathroom. So that that. was when we were in the art. And that art piece is hilarious because it's us outside. It's like a split wall drawing of me and her being outside being like, oh, they're taking forever. And then it's just the toilet and the sink being like, should we tell them? Nah. It's so silly. It's like the best. Was it it Charlie Hankin? Was he that night? No, no, no. This is the last one. This was uh, no, Beth. No, this is no. This is pre- this was a pre-pandemic one, one, but I can't remember who the artist oh, was. Then, but I want to say it might have been. Oh, it might have been Charlie. Yeah. Oh, I think Hannah might have been the artist. You're right. But it was awesome. And then this last one, I um actually cool. bought it, but I had to go because I was my body was shutting down. So I bought the painting and then was like, I'm so sorry, I have to go. No, that was you that was so adorable because the the rest of the comics are in another room. We're all kind of chatting mostly about, you know, Langston was about to have a kid who he's yes. since had, which is wonderful. And uh I, I guess we were all talking and for like I, I took kind of like a a scan and I was like, where's Katrina? And I walked in and there's like another section with the couch and you were like borderline asleep. Oh, right yes. before you like right before you went up and then yeah. you went up and did great and i was just i've never seen someone go to zero to 60 that fast <laughs> i could feel you i was like i feel like john is nervous that like i'm too tired but like <laughs> i'm getting ready like i'm getting ready to talk i was i wasn't nervous you look you i've never seen you do less than stellar but i did have the feeling of like i hope she i hope she wakes up in time to hear her name and go up on stage (laughs) i was very aware of i was listening to everyone's sets and knowing who i was after and being like okay i'm next and i was like listening to everyone's sets and laughing but i was 
very, very tired. And I remember you were like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm like basically okay. Like I'm technically okay, but I am like about to maybe black out from exhaustion. But I was like, no, this is, and I felt it. I was like, no, it's going to be good. Like I'm like ramping up. I was like listening and being like, no, I'm totally going to This exact position. Yeah. Like with your, your two hands kind of up against your cheek, like how someone is like (laughs) sleeping in a cartoon. You said like, Hey, I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) Oh my God. That's so funny that I did actually sleep like that. But what I was really trying to say is that their show is, fantastic um so wait so it does sound like you immediately (laughs) liked each other like when you met there's yeah 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 Yeah. that was pretty pretty quick is there anything that you two are so even agreeable as people is there anything that you um disagree on or see opposite on even if it's something little like one of you hates ketchup or something, but like, is there anything that one of you loves that the other one doesn't? Uh, well, Nick is a staunch Republican and I really don't see eye to eye with that. (laughs) (laughs) Nick who has had presidential themed birthdays. (laughs) Yeah. And it's weird. He always did a Reagan voice. And I was just like, I don't know about this. (laughs) Constantly talking about trickle down economics. What can I say? (laughs) And then asking where he is. <laughs> you know, just give it a chance. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, no, just if you're not. No. <laughs> I was waiting for Nick to be like, okay, but honestly, I, I have to I don't want correct that to be this. misinterpreted. Um, I refuse to go along with this bit any longer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what do we disagree on? Um, I think... I don't know. Well, well, you, John's fiance um, uh, went to Ohio State, oh. and I went to Michigan, so that's a big point of contention for us. Um, but yeah. I, I, maybe um, I'm. I think I'm more manic than John is. I would say that John's a lot more relaxed than I am. I think we're both very anxious people, but I, I think that I'm. I'm much more uh, tense about when we do a creative thing together than john is which is hilarious because i'm a very anxious person you can ask my therapist but i've i've literally when i was describing nick to my my parents before they met him i'm like i he's the funniest guy i've met he's the only person who makes me seem calm (laughs) that i've (laughs) ever met in my life (laughs) yeah i do feel like john you kind of balance Nick out in that way and it does even from when Nick recorded his special and I know that's like the role I don't know (laughs) if that's like your natural role in what you like to do for work but you do see that come out where John's like oh well I just have all the answers so everything's fine and Mm -hmm. Nick is just like should I change shirts again like that's (laughs) yeah the overall vibe of what's happening yeah, I, I think I will, it is a yeah. really good balance. It feels like John's just constantly ready to be the safety net. Yeah, he's much calmer than I. Well, because I remember the first time we did, or no, maybe not the first time, but John was like, when we did Arts and Crafts, we were first starting up. And I've since told this to other people I've done shows with. He was like, are you mad at me? Because I like, when I, especially, I, I have changed post-pandemic. I'm like a different, mm-hmm. but like before I, I like, when I produced shows, I was like, I, I still sometimes get pretty quiet before shows happen. And so sometimes people think that I'm like upset with them, but I just like, I like, I have to, I tinker, you know, and I'm like always in my head and it's like, I'm very like, 
you know that sort of like perfectiony uh and and john is, yes. is very much a calming we're yeah we are a good duo in that sense because uh, he remembers i would to breathe. say <laughs> to your to your credit i do still you know because nick gets up a lot more than i do admittedly like i we can talk about our dynamic after that but uh you you calm me down before sets for sure you're you like especially as of late you've been very lovely about that you've oh, been thanks. like hey man whatever you're good yeah, I'm great you at advice. Should. I just You'll don't listen fine. to it. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I think that's both of us for each yeah. other. I think we're both like outwardly expressing the uh, the calm that we want ourselves, and that's right. why we work. That's right. That's right. <laughs> advice yeah. is definitely a do as I say, not as I do situation. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we. Yeah, I don't know. We I'm not saying this because I've necessarily mastered it. Like heavens, no. I'm no. just saying this is something that would be ideal to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I can't. I can't think of anything that we disagree on. I wasn't gonna be because this is also something that happened at the last show, which is where you two try to do crowd work uh-huh. with people whose parents were divorced, <laughs> and then you came back, like came to the green room, and were like asking a survey of the comics of whose parents were divorced and we're like what the heck why aren't anybody's parents divorced out there like the rate is at 50% and I was like you two are so kind that you like bring about a demographic that would come from an unbroken home like that I think Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. something that played a factor in that crowd work not working the way you would think it would in a general setting it's because you two are both so nice <laughs> that most of your friends are well-balanced people whose parents still love each other. Yeah, that's true. That's, uh... that's true. Well, you know, it's funny because this isn't the first time I've attempted the divorce thing on stage, and it never, it never works. I didn't, not a single time. Even at your other sh- at shows that aren't yours. Uh, yeah. I, well, no, it's mostly just riffing like up top. Like I've done that before, yeah. and uh, people never are down with. Uh, because it's true. I, I honestly don't believe that 50% statistic because I am oftentimes the only friend in friend groups that has divorced parents. And I'm always like, what about everybody else? And nobody. I don't believe that Where statistic. Where are the rest of us? I think that they tell us this. And I think it's like, I think it's big divorce. I know this wasn't going to get the conspiracy <laughs> podcast, but here we are. I think big divorce, the industry, is is interested in, in making kids think that the divorce rate is higher and they're normalizing it so that they can make money off of us. That's my theory. I don't think the divorce rates are that high. I think big divorce is just divorced parents <laughs> wanting their kids to be like, it's fine. Everybody's parents are divorced. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't meet a lot of divorced, what am I saying? Divorced families. Don't meet a lot of them. I swear to God. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm here's the thing i if this is where this um theory starts you heard it here first folks (laughs) like i'm not yeah katrina your parents are like in love right they're like in love and married they uh are they love each other but they are also very practical people where like i Mm. every year on my parents anniversary are like are you sick of looking at each other yet like i'm just (laughs) And my mom just goes, no, mm. like, he's fine. Like, That's so sweet. <laughs> I love and that. And they just make jokes about, like, oh, well, your next wife won't do that. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and he'll, my dad will be like, I'm not going to have a next wife. Da, da. Oh, like, my it's, God. It's so cute. <laughs> They're silly. Um, is but cute. it is. Oh, but I will say, because my mom tells me this all the time, is in terms of their marriage being very practical, is, like, 
even when I was younger, I would get like annoyed with my dad for stuff. And she would be like, I at her old job, there was this older lady that was like, Oh, you're about to get married. And she was like, okay, well, whatever your partner does that you don't like, make sure that you can live with that forever because that stuff is never going to change. Like he is always going to be that person. So like, if there's something that you're like, Oh, well he does this, but like, I'll, you know, that'll change. She's like, no, like, cause it won't. And that will be why you leave this person. So everything that like my dad does that annoys my mom. She's like, I know who I married. Mm. Like, I knew he was like this before I married him. Like my dad is horrible at picking people up and he asks my mom to get married. And she said, I'm not marrying you until I get my own car because like we'll get divorced if I have to wait for you all the time, which is true. My dad is the worst. Like I was a kid. (laughs) I was like 11 years old. The last kid at dance class, like telling a grown woman to go home to her kids. Cause she was like locking up a dance studio. Like my dad will literally leave you wherever you are until he's ready to come get you. So I was like, oh yeah, I totally get that. Like, <laughs> um, So yeah, I think that that's a key to a good marriage in some aspects. It's just yeah, that sounds like a very healthy. Fully accepting someone for their flaws and being like, oh, well, I'm just not going to put myself in a position where that flaw would make me want to leave you. That's <laughs> I, mean, I think really, that that's very really smart, smart, very healthy. That's terrific advice. For anybody listening, like I'm he wanted to be It's <laughs> great. They wanted to get married, and she was like, I have to finish school and get a car. And then they got married, and she was like, now I'll marry you. <laughs> yeah. Your mom sounds wow. amazing. I love that. <laughs> yeah. We're, uh, and I'm an only child. We're basically three aggressively independent people that share a household and DNA. Um, <laughs> we're all mm-hmm. just individually in ex- existing, and we're like, what's up? See you at dinner. I got stuff to do. Um, <laughs> so nice. That sounds good. Um, Sorry, random tangent. Um, <laughs> do you do you all as best friends have like a particular inside joke or memory that comes up a lot, or like a, a um, joke or memory? Even if it's just like some like a night that was supposed to be normal and just a bunch of insane things happened, and it's just one of those memorable nights that you share as a friend as a friendship. Good question. I mean, New Orleans was kind of wild. New Orleans was pretty fun. We were talking about this last... John and I got dinner last night, and we were talking about the time that John poisoned me with mojitos. Oh, uh, I didn't mean to. At his birthday party. That was pretty... Yeah, yeah. That was pretty rough. Well, I mean, to be fair, I told Nick <laughs> it, it was his fault for drinking a drink that I made when I was drunk. And mm-hmm. basically... I, like, blacked out. It was... <laughs> I don't know. Wait, what you put in this mojito? I'm I mean, just like, imagining truly, like you being drunk and being like rat poison, yeah. sprinkle, sprinkle. No, like. I was like, I was fucked up. Like, I, was, I, swear. I swear. Sorry, I don't know if it's like. Yes, of course, you're fine. Uh, I, I was gone. I don't know. I always like to ask that. Uh, <laughs> it's called the Best Friends Podcast. Who knows where this is going? This could be like a cute little like fun you know best you, friends you could say you could say the yeah. f word once this is pg-13 um, <laughs> okay cool Thank and you i so can much. show one boob but <laughs> whose boob will it be <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah no there's it was a birthday and nick fell asleep face first fully clothed in our bed um because I, I made mojitos the first round like normally and the second round was just a handle of bacardi with a mint leaf and uh Oh, so you just started making, which I have done mm-hmm. this before, where I was making um, something with tequila mm-hmm. 
And then it reduced itself to just me just like doing a long pull <laughs> and throwing a used lime that I found on the cutting board into my glass. Yeah. Like that was the last trick that I yeah. made. So I understand this mm -hmm. progression. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> night you were blackout and you kept talking about how That's my so now fiance and you. Oh. oh, no, no. We don't need to talk about this on the, on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Why? It's fine. It's funny. I can cut it out, but also I want to. You're, you're bringing it up. You're bringing no, it up. Funny. No, no. We're here now. Oh, I, I, I wasn't going to bring this up. Yes. But now you are bringing this up. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah so before mad and i got together we've been together for five and a half years we're engaged we're getting married next year but years before that she and nick matched on tinder and on hinge it was on hinge on hinge, on hinge. My, my fiance ghosted him and he was blackout and he kept being like remember when we matched and you ghosted me? i thought that everybody knew and i guess maddie didn't know and i thought we i thought this was common knowledge <laughs> And my now fiance was like, Nick, stop. <laughs> it was so funny. It was, oh that my God. That is hilarious though. But also like, <laughs> yeah, that's not that crazy either. Like, it's not like you're the kind of best friends that are polar opposites where you're like, I didn't even know what kind of person you are. If anything, that like solidifies mm -hmm. that you are I the kind that, of man. So this is so funny because so when we were interns at UCB, John was like, uh, he was like, I'm going to go to the show that we did the door for um, because Gerald, who was also an intern, was performing that night. He had taken the night off to perform on that show. And so John was like, I'm going to take the night off and also go to the show. And I was like, OK. And so then I was doing the door that night. And then John came in with his like very new girlfriend. And I remember when they walked in and I was like, oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> is that who i think it is and then i didn't tell john for like months because i didn't know john that well and i was like i don't want to i like this guy i, I really you know, we're becoming very good friends i really don't want him to hate me and then i nervously told him like backstage at ucb and he was like whatever and like i was dating somebody I, my you know fia now fiance as well and and i but i just remember being like how do i because i was like i know that he's gonna be like one of my best friends and i was like but I can't live with this secret. <laughs> I need. I this can't let be this be known. a fissure in the foundation of our friendship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Maddie's a great friend of mine too. She's a very close friend. So yeah. But yeah, she did ghost me years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, Nick, this is even indicative of like Nick being very stressed out about the repercussions of this just like natural, you know coincidence and mm -hmm. no one else giving a shit <laughs> like john doesn't mm -hmm. care maddie doesn't care nobody cares <laughs> and then being like are uh -huh. we all okay and it's like yeah we're all fine <laughs> yeah we're good man yeah, i'm gonna like <laughs> i'm gonna like overthink my funeral like i'm just like it'll never <laughs> everything will be <laughs> it's always overthought <laughs> Nick this pops out of the casket. Is everyone okay? Who got the deli tray? Is everyone I'm having very... a good time? What's going on? Yeah. Are enough people crying, but are you still joyous about my life? I don't want you to be too upset. Think about the good times when we're done. I'll close it. You're right. I'll. As, as I lower it back in. I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So so wow, good. I can't believe you told that. I was like, I was like I'm not going to mention that. That's so funny. Come on. Well, and now, and now, well, can I say, 
can we say this too? What we talked about yesterday is that okay to talk about? Uh, we talked about a bunch of things, but whatever it but is, I'm, yes. I'm officiating. I'm officiating your wedding. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Nick's officiating our wedding. Oh, yay! Yeah. So it yeah, all yeah. comes full. I'm gonna I'm gonna marry Maddie to myself at the last second. That's gonna be the real. <laughs> <laughs> be like, do you now pronounce yeah. you and me husband and wife? That's law. <laughs> you do That's it law. in old German, like Dwight tricked Angela on the <laughs> yeah, office. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. I think you're you're gonna do like speak now or forever, hold your peace, and then like close your book and run around to the back to be dramatic and be like, actually, I have Excuse something to say. Me. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> torpedo my whole life in front of your family. <laughs> Uh, no, but yeah, it all ended up well. That is beautiful, though. <laughs> I did I did also kind of want to talk about that in terms of um, have you all found any extra um, excitement or comfort being engaged at the same time? Yeah, oh, yeah. well, Nick is very, he's very recently engaged. Um, yeah, I'm like a month ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been engaged for like, a year and a half we were supposed to get married last year but then covid and so now we're next year right, right. um i would say it's man it's it's our dynamic is very consistent because the entire time nick has been so stressed about proposing and i've just it's been like stressful. getting coffee and lunch and taking phone calls to be like you're gonna do great man just gonna say yes you're good man and he'd be it's like i don't know i don't know It was like thinking she would say no. It's just like get out of here. (laughs) Well, it was like so the the one dynamic that was like different about both of our proposals is like Maddie, you know, was like heavily hinting. You know what I mean? Like there was very much like when are you gonna wanted to get married? Uh huh. And Hannah is not that. She is not like a hinter. It was like it was very much like I was like I'll find a little blind. So I was like. You know, there wasn't like a clear runway of, of course she was going to say yes, but I was like, hmm. She's super, know, she does knows? seem chill. Not like I know her very well, but she does seem very chill. And your dynamic seems like you would be the person to be like, do you want to get married? Are we going to get married soon? Like what's going on? Yes. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Well, yeah. the, the way, the way you describe it is like, when I proposed, it was a clear lane slam dunk contest, and I was always going to dunk it, and yours was a contested layup. <laughs> like, you were like, I think it's going to go in, but it might be an end Yeah, I had, like, I was going to make the you layup. You were at like, halftime for, like, 20 grand, being like, I've been practicing yeah. in my driveway for months. Yeah, like, I knew I was going to make the shot, but if I wasn't concentrated enough, I could get blocked. You know what I mean? That was. I weird. built a replica in my backyard of what mm-hmm. I th- I saw the shape was gonna be. Like I think I can do this. I did practice like the whole going down on one knee thing. Like I was very much like, there's a lot of practice. You that went, went through that. the motion of getting on one knee. John, did you do that too? Is is that something that guys? Do? I didn't practice getting on one. Not getting on one knee. I practiced things to say, and then I like kind of blacked out, and I said something else. I don't remember what I said. Okay. Um, but his oh. so Nick's proposal was a lot more coordinated. So Nick, I mean, I, I'll just say what I did, and then you can go into yours. Was amazing. I proposed. <laughs> um, I mean, it was it was lovely. So we had, I'd never been to Europe, and we went to Italy together, and that was stressful because I like had a ring in my backpack that I had a little post it in the ring that said like if TSA took it out, it said like this is a ring, please don't make a scene. And so we get there and uh, I knew I was going to propose on day one and I had a ring in my back pocket. And uh, all I knew 
about it was that I had to propose before I sat down. And so it was just like this little side street and I got on one knee and blacked out and started crying before I even got any words out. And it was beautiful. Uh, but Nick's had been, was like a hundred percent more coordinated so and took like months and months and months. Yeah. Of planning. So, so I guess Nick, please. <laughs> I, so I, I, so, uh, Hannah works at Disney studios. And so I, um, well, one, she showed me way a long time ago. She showed me like a design that she really liked, but this was like, you know, like, like a year and a half like a long time ago uh and so then i took a picture and then i had my friend who is a goldsmith design the a ring that you know like everything so i was like working with him and he would message me on instagram and every time anybody messaged me on instagram they for him it was uh he would say um, what's your favorite jackie chan movie and that would be like our code and then if anybody else needed to message me it was all on instagram oh, because yeah. uh, a text would show up on my computer and if anybody messaged me on Instagram, they would say, have you seen the most recent episode of Ted Lasso? And then we could begin conversations. Um, while that was going on, I was, I talked with the- uh, This is like FBI proposal. It gets <laughs> much more intense. Uh, so while that was happening, yeah. I was on the phone with Hannah's bosses at Disney. And I like talked to like the head of like live events at Disney Studios. And so they brought Hannah back to the lot under the guise that she would be there as a tour guide getting reacquainted with the lot. And then they snuck me on to the lot. And then they brought her down to this place called Legends Plaza, which is like, it's like this square right in front of the executive building. And it has, there's a building that has all the seven dwarves holding up um, a roof it's like very disney and then um there's pillars uh with all like the handprints of like the princesses and famous people the animators all that and then there's a golden statue of walt and mickey and there's only three of them there's one in disney world and disneyland and they brought her down to the statue and then i came around a corner uh and then proposed in front of the walt and mickey statue but it was like it was so well, how'd you how'd you get there and oh yeah so morning yeah so morning of John and Maddie, after Hannah went to work, John and Maddie came over, and then Maddie stayed. We have a rescue dog, and he has terrible separation anxiety. And we can leave him alone sometimes, but like I was like, we're not playing with this day. So Maddie stayed with our dog. Shout out to Wally. And John drove me up to Disney Studios, uh, and then the proposal happened. And then after that, I had flown three of her best friends from college out and then a group of, uh, and then her parents were there and um, a bunch of LA friends in a park about two blocks away. So then afterwards we came back, saw John and Maddie and I was like, let's go to, let's just take Wally out for a walk. And then we took him for a walk and he played his part perfectly. He was like on a mission to get to this park for some reason. And then, and then uh, there was like another. He could smell people he knew. Yeah, there, yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and then there was a secondary surprise there, but it was all, it was so heavily coordinated. I was like on the every time I was like like people were on in my phone as like agent and commercial agent in case they called. I like it, it was it was so stressful. Like the everything was so stressful. Oh but I wanted it to be oh, like, yeah. you know, I wanted it to be a thing. Because uh, I also was like planning to do I like mean, a Europe trip, but with COVID, so I was like, How do I and she and she like her whole family like loves Disney, so I was like, How do I how do I like make it very, very unique? Cause I, you know, you don't want to do the magic cat. Everyone does the magic castle proposal at Disneyland and Hannah wouldn't want like a public thing like that. So I was like, how do I get an iconic mm -hmm. location? That's private. Um, and Disney studios. Wow. Yeah. I was in discussions with them for like months. <laughs> Cause that's what I was going to say too. Yeah. Even the idea that they would, I'm sure they love Hannah, but still to get you on and everything. They're like, 
kind of stringent. Oh, so. yeah. It was – I got to the gate, and John had dropped me off, and I was – Did you have to do, like, a background check? No, no, but – well, shockingly, okay. no. But, like, I, I got to the gate. John had dropped me off. I'm just standing there, and I'm like, hi. Um, I'm, like, supposed to be on the lot today. And the guy was like, what's your name? And I was like – I'm proposing. Yeah, well, he goes – because I didn't know if, the sec- like, security, what would, if they knew. And so right. I was like, Nick Nicholas Carterasi? And he goes, we don't have your name. And I was like, um – I'm here. I have to be here. And he was like, yeah, we don't have it. It's like COVID. No one's here. And I was like, um, can I stand in the booth with you guys at least? And they were like, sorry, no, it's protocol. And and then I was like, I'm here for a surprise. And then the guy looked at me and he goes, there's no surprises at Disney. And I was like, okay, that buddy, is so <laughs> there is today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then the and then the my friend came also out. that's like the most I've ever audibly heard Nick almost snap. There is today. Yeah, I was like I was like close yeah. at that point. I was like I was like this is six months like, like eye twitching. Yeah, like I might jump this iron gate. Yeah, I was like I, I don't want to be uncool here, teased. but like I might be a little uncool in about two seconds if you do not let me into this property. So, because now I'm also imagining you proposing and her crying, and then you're like, "There he is!" and you just get tackled like Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. Yeah. So. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Heavily, I heavily mean, orchestrated. I. That is fantastic. I did not know that that is how you proposed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing yeah. that. You, but a couple of romantics on this episode. I knew, <laughs> I like knew just from the nature of you as people that this was going to be a sweet episode, but Aww. Mother Mary. Um, <laughs> I love it. Um, ooh, besides stand up. What would you say, like, your favorite friendivity is? Like, what's something else you really like to do together? Um, I mean, just, like, like hanging out, really. I mean, well, we also, like, write, like, we yeah. we do, like, we did a short film a couple years ago, and, and we're, like, we're working on a feature right now and, like, shopping that. And, and, you know, we, like, yeah, we work very well together, I think. We just, like, kind of, like, don't whenever we just you know what i will say this i, I know this wasn't your, totally your question but i th- i think this is really i think this is really cool because i've never really had this with somebody before when john and i are mad at each other we didn't used to do this and now we call it out almost immediately and i think that that's very special whenever we have an issue i like i've had things where john has been like like a little like i can tell and i'm like are you mad at me because i said this and he's like "Mm -hmm." and i'm like okay well let's chat about it you know and it's like that is i think like a very we're very good at that now we don't really let things that took a long time yeah yeah there were early on in our friendship we used to definitely bicker more Mm -hmm. and then uh we've like had we had like conversations that i think should happen in couples therapy naturally about like open communication and like the the need for that, and yeah, so we don't really fight anymore because if one of us is a little irked, we'll just be like, "This is how I'm feeling. Let me express this," yeah. and then we, you know, we talk through it to the point where when you met my brother, you you explained that to him of like, like I, you know, I love John. We have such great open communication, and my brother was like, "I get it. You guys are friends." <laughs> <laughs> It's true. Though. It's it's rare. I think that's. Yeah. I don't have that with like a lot of like some people, but like, well, not really. No, I don't really have that with anyone else. I would say that's probably John's probably the only. I one. don't either. It. it yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's. 
I yeah. mean, that's so important. I feel like I am also practicing that with friends that I have in my life. And I think that it may or may not be a part of it, but having someone that you work with mm -hmm. might be a part of it that helps you be like, no, I want to address this because I want to be able to talk to this person normal yeah. in two days and not still feel a certain way. So let me just like address how I feel now mm -hmm. and then like be excited to meet up to write or whatever and kind of mm -hmm. not hold on to whatever that is anymore. And it does feel really good. And also I feel like it takes a special dynamic because you could say that and have the person be like, well, I don't know what you're talking about or be really defensive or whatever. So it also takes a good friend to be like, okay, that's valid. And kind of see where you're coming from. Like the other part of that is really important and sometimes hard to find too. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually, it's funny. I think that's a phrase we both use consistently of like, that feeling is valid. That emotion is valid. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've, we've been in the that. trenches. Like, like, yeah. We've, you know, we've been interns together. We've made a movie together. We've done a comedy show together. We've done a comedy special, a TED talk. We've worked together day jobs. I mean, we've done like, we've been in the trenches with each other forever at this point so it's like you know we just kind of know yeah. what the other one is thinking and and we call it out too it's like very much like or if it's like hey calm down you know what i mean uh and so that's yeah yeah you know it's good it's really good we really do yeah you're right i mean yeah i mean <laughs> i love like, you <laughs> we've done all that. We, i love you too man the way you said you're too, right man. you're like you're right <laughs> No, I was just like the way you're describing it. I was like, yeah, we have done all these things together. And currently I connected Nick. I just got a new day job and I connected Nick with someone and he's been interviewing at the same company because we're, yeah. we're just, yeah, we really, we do really do spend so much time together. time together. Well, if one of you, if someone likes one of you, the idea of them not liking the other does seem like, okay, what are we even doing? So I can see. Oh. It's well, John's the more like I will say that I, I'm not. I'm John is the more, I think it's the more palatable one of the two of us. No. So it's it's good if they meet John no, first. No, no. no, it really I think so. I genuinely think because I'm a little more. Listen, I'm great. I'm fantastic. <laughs> but John has definitely helped me. I I'm a much more open person because of my friendship with John. Because I can be very icy when I like don't when when someone wrongs me. I'm very I can be like uh, I I will shut people off. Like I I can be very cold towards them. And John is definitely like melted that with me a lot and and like but i think that if you meet the two of us john is a hundred percent the person that you, he is the i i don't want to say appetizer because that's because he's still a full meal but he's the one he's the first course you should meet john before you meet me if you're gonna if you're gonna work with both of us john is the more he's definitely the one you meet first i, I don't i don't I, agree with that because you're you're like i'm not trying to be de deprecating i really no, mean that i think that that's, i think that's you know. sweet but because we've you know we've pitched shows together we've like done we've done stuff together and you are just such a a big fun personality like you like i mean you're the kind of guy who like if you want to talk there, there's no silence and i mean that in a nice way like you are just you're so charming and fun <laughs> And with me, like, I'm, I'm cool with just like, you know, if we got to sit here for a second and think, that's fine. Um, but I think uh, I am always more comfortable when we're doing something together because I know that I can pepper uh, your stake of conversation. <laughs> and I'm, I'm much happier oh, in that role. You. I really am. Perhaps we were the full meal Thanks. We'll be right back. Thanks. Oh, my gosh. I that was perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah. No notes. 
No, it's a good it's a good actor director combo. I would say that. I think that we are very good in terms of that. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, because I it's not like a, we we very much know our lights. Yeah, I agree with everything that you were both saying. Honestly, like I can understand why Nick would see himself that way possibly, but I also agree with what you're saying, John. That like you kind of get to like lay back sometimes and mm-hmm. let Nick just launch into whatever. Because that's the thing, Nick, you are one of the most instantaneously personable people I've met. Oh, yeah. Um, but I also oh, nice. bond you. with you so much <laughs> over, like, did that person just slight me? What the fuck was that? Because I... <laughs> In the same way, and I will be like, yep, mm-hmm. you're right. I totally support this. And I do feel like John doesn't mm-hmm. have as much of that. John seems more like, he would be like, what? No. And you'll be like, you're wrong, but I'm going to take some of your joy in when my heart anyway. Like, 100%. I know what I saw, but I'm going to let be nicer about it for John. Like, I feel like... <laughs> I can see him having that melting presence. John is, yeah, John is always like, it's not that bad. And I'm like, okay. Wow, that's very sweet. Yes, 100%. 100%. Which I yeah. do think that yeah. is an important thing in friendships in terms of perspective, even if it isn't super petty ways at parties or something, because I feel like I do this with um, my best friend where I'm just like, and Felicia, Felicia, I've brought up Felicia on every episode. I'm really trying not to, but it's happening. But she like, what is my favorite? Yeah. She's (laughs) one of my favorite kinds of conversations with her is for her to call me and be like, Hey, what's up? And her be like, am I fucked up? (laughs) Okay. And like just launch <laughs> into whatever she just experienced play by play. And we'd be like, oh no, that's fucked up. And she's like, I knew it. Like that is the best thing for a friend to be or be like, okay, I understand why you think that, but they could have legit not been doing that and being like, okay, I will accept that as a possibility that I'm not under attack right now. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. We have the same conversations <laughs> and they are two way street. I, I will say like, I've definitely called you and been like, is this bad? Like, does this person hate me? And you've been like, no, no, no. Or you've been like, maybe. Cool. <laughs> and then like, cool off. And I'm like, all right, well. But I also hate them now. So, uh, yeah. you know. It's a no, mutual thing. and that's what I'll say too sometimes when I'm like, oh no, that's definitely messed up. And also, I want to fight them now. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. both yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Let me catch this person in the streets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Ride or die. Ride yeah. or die. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Is is there anything um, that comes to mind if you think about that your best friend has helped you be better at that we haven't already mentioned? Or if mm. you want to like, even if it's the thing about um, not holding grudges or whatever it is. <laughs> I think that, I mean, I think, yeah, I, I think that John has definitely helped me become a lot more relaxed about things not holding grudges and just kind of calmer i think i'm older than john but john is so much more mature than i am and like oh, has like no but i mean no, no i'm not i'm again i'm not like separating i i love i love me you know and like i'm great but you know i uh, i uh but john is like um he is much more financially responsible than i am he is much more like he is uh see how he's not uh debating that one <laughs> it's a fa- that's uh, true he's more financially responsible he's a director <laughs> no but he like but he also like knows he's just very he knows himself john is like one of those kids that like i think it was like uh like i'm, I'm not trying to buddy you up i genuinely mean this it's like one of those kids who was like naturally cool in high school john i think is that no and no, like 
he just has like a, there's a calm. And I think that that is definitely that's something that's helped me uh, to be like, you know, less manic, be more open, um, uh, be more financially responsible as he often reminds me that I should, you know, begin a 401k. I want you to be able to retire. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. I'll retire. I'll, re- I'll retire. <laughs> I'll retire amongst the stars, baby. I, I won't need a 401k when our careers pop. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm really banking That's the lies of retirement. Stupid. I like it. Okay. I'm on board. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I would say that. John is John is just a very, very healthy, open, calming presence in my life. So, Well, I would say something very similar. I, I definitely, you, you've, you're somebody I can talk to when I'm anxious. And I, de- I didn't really have that prior um quite as much other than you know somebody who i pay every two weeks <laughs> to listen which is oh, no we different. also had the same therapist for a while that's hilarious yeah, yeah he works for me did not work for nick um not he in the sense he's he's an acquired taste i'll say that and that's a whole that's other true. conversation mm-hmm. um <laughs> i meet with him every two weeks in a parking lot behind his, his office and uh i'll be like opening up to him and somebody will come out like who works there and just like get into their car and i'll be like okay well maybe we shouldn't talk about you know my anxiety from the past two weeks but it's no having having nick to call about these things and just somebody who who genuinely relates to that sensibility um has been so calming and so i mean you've you've helped me grow so much as a person over the last five years and, and i and it helps me in my relationship because now I'm, I'm not throwing all that baggage on mads um because yeah. you know I, and the, which helps a lot and you helped me figure out that i wanted to direct which is a big deal because Previously, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I liked performing, but I didn't like acting quite as much. But I liked doing stand-up, but I, and I liked to write, but I didn't really like... it. Was There's no focus. And it wasn't until we made the short, and I was like, I think I want to direct this. You know, when I directed it with Jesse Turk, who's fantastic, and I wrote it. And it, if you look at the script, the main character's name was Nick from day one. Like, it was always going to be for him. And when we made that thing, I was like, oh, this is the thing that feels the best. I can, like, me and my best friend can do something together... And it's so collaborative and we're both doing something that we feel really good about and we respect each other about. And it ended up, I mean, it's the thing I'm most proud of. And uh, and since then, we've had that dynamic. We've made things that I, I love. And and it's, yeah, it's helped me kind of figure out what I'm passionate about. And I wouldn't have had that without Nick. So, yeah, yeah, you've changed so also, much in my life. <laughs> well, and, and I, you know, to... to because we did the comedy special, which John directed, and and one of the things that people really loved about the special was the interviews with my neighbors, and that was John's idea. You know what I mean? And I don't know if I would have listened to anybody else that would suggested something like that. You know what I mean? So that's like a, and and that really is one of the reasons it popped oh. is is that it, you know it popped as much as it did. But yeah, mm-hmm. I bragged to so many people about just that as a concept, even in terms of what could be done at that time safely and making it also that special and different that yeah there's no other special like that and i could feel even that day uh just like the feeling of familiarity with everyone there it was like such a supportive recording and not in a way that like Mm. you always have people that love you come to a recording or taping because you tell people that Mm. you love to come listen to you but it felt so different that like from top to bottom everyone there and kind of even john being that's what i was thinking about even in terms of your balance is like that day was nick being like it's his special but 
everything was John, like in terms of like John knows this, John knows that like Nick was directing us to John, like, uh, you know, it was just yeah so um, apparent that it was collaborative in that way. And I think that John directing it brought a warmth to it when you watch it that you can kind of feel in like, I feel like you can tell that the person doing the interviews also loves this person. You can, I don't know, you can tell that the P, everyone talking about you in those interviews is talking yeah. to someone who also knows you in some way. I don't know. Maybe that's in the editing. I don't know. But no, no, it, it John, came, John killed those interviews. The longer interviews are, are spectacular. We, we never mm-hmm. released the longer ones. We should, honestly. But, but John came to like the questions and everybody that was interviewed commented on how good the questions were from John. So that you're, you're totally spot on with that. Because the answers that come out of them even, and especially how they felt during the time, was just like, yeah, it is unique and really, I don't know, it made you, to create something that feels that good at that time in the pandemic, and everything is mm-hmm. really speaks volumes of, of both of you, I think. Well, and it changed our process. I mean, like the next, it's not going to come out for a couple of years, but like the next special I do, that's going to be the format, you know, and John is going to direct it. Like there's not, you know, that's, so it, cha- it changed everything. I mean, like it definitely, I think you have to have, and from my perspective as like at the on the performer side of it, you know, I've, I've worked with people that, that, you know, you sometimes clash with, or sometimes you don't trust. And like, I think that you get a, you mm-hmm. get a, not like a lot, but like you have moments, you know, and, and, but I think when you have somebody that you really um, trust, it's like way different. It's just different because then you're just you can focus on what you need to do, you know. And I think that that's working with John. That's like very yeah. I don't I don't worry about that a- end of things at all. So, you know. Which, I mean, I feel this the same way. It's also the kind of thing where it's like yeah, the, the trust and the mutual respect is really like the thing that makes it so fun. Because mm-hmm. um, we yeah, it, there's there's always room to pitch and there's always room to play. You know, if somebody's comedy special, most of the time they're just like, let me tell you how to do it. You set up the cameras and go. And uh, with Nick, like, you know, I call him up, be like, what about this? Do you like this? And you mean, you let me sit in the, you know, tell you what jokes to include after you did the set and yeah. cut jokes. Like there's, it's wild the, the level of collaboration you allow and it's such a joy to, uh, to be a part of it. Thank you. But to go back <laughs> to the interviews... All of your neighbors were so generous because of how much they love you and Hannah. Um, and it was so apparent, the community Thanks. that had fostered there. And I know that that was very heavily because you went out of your way to, to bring your neighbors together. And so we wouldn't have got any of that <laughs> stuff without without that having been there prior. This is so fun. We're like, this is like like a really positive there. And like Katrina is just like, smi- like what? I love it. You're like smiling ear to ear right now. And it's like right in the middle of, because you can't, there's three screens if you're listening. And, and Katrina's in the middle of mine and, and just smiling. And like, we're like confident again. It's such a war. I feel like, I feel like I'm in a blanket right now. Yeah. It's just so nice. This is, this is sitting by a fire. This is great. We should all, by the way, Katrina, we should hang out more often, like like, and f- bring Felicia. Let's just do that like a best friend so double nice. date, you know? Like, that let's really have fun. Nice. <laughs> you know, let's get I brunch. Would yeah. love that. <laughs> no, you're I'm... you're one of the earliest shows that we did, you know, together. We did that show that you and uh, Pallavi did. Um, what was the name of that? Wait, three... are you talking about Mom Party? Yes, that was like oh. one of the earliest shows. 
that which was a mic, but I would book uh-huh. like a book spot on this three mm-hmm. hour late night mic that yeah. I hosted a couple like what a couple years ago now, maybe like three or four now. Yeah. Judging by what job I was sleeping in the parking lot of the next day. I think it was like three <laughs> years ago. Yeah. But I remember that was like one of the earliest things. Aw, man. I just love that we're all, I don't know. This is like October is when I moved to LA and this is my sixth year here. And I feel like I really, I don't know, just seen everyone grow together in different ways. You know what I mean? But totally. It's awesome. And I do, in terms of me smiling so hard, I feel like (laughs) I told you before we recorded, everyone has been different, but it is best friends. Um, I'm noticing a pattern of people being like, oh, wow, we don't get to like tell each other this stuff all the time. So Mm -hmm. I do like my smile is my Mm -hmm. like positive evil villain, like being like my plan (laughs) is working because I just like watching Best friends get to tell each other how much they appreciate each other or think about things about their friendship that you never really have a reason to think about all the time, maybe. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's nice. I like it. It, it is nice. This is, yeah, this is really, this, this is, is a best. really good idea for a podcast. And I, I, Yay. I, I, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I normally would do like random face off questions of like, who's the better driver or like, who's better remembering people's oh. names at a party. Um, I'm down if you want to do that. <laughs> who? Yeah. yeah. Who? Let's just start off. Nick's the better driver. I'm a terrible driver. He's very aggressive, but he's efficient. I will say if you got to get somewhere, it's Nick. Baby 100%. driver. I'm a good apocalypse driver. That's what I say. Like if we're in an apocalypse and you need someone to drive a car, I will get us to safety. You know what I mean? Not the cleanest ride normally. (laughs) I'm a good day after tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get in that Subaru and we're going to live. I I will say Nick does take the one one Like it is the end of times um, now, Uh, but he, you know, whatever. We get where we got to go fast. (laughs) My dad is a really aggressive driver and it's like rubbed off on me in a pretty bad way. I will say that. That's something that I'm noticing a pattern of in my friends that I'm having on this show is really nice guys that are aggressive ass drivers. You're all, what are you guys doing? Stop. I just love, I love, I, not to get too far into it, but like I, I, I'm from Michigan. My mom's an, what was an engineer. Uh, she's a teacher now, but my, my grandfather was an engineer. Like I've grown up around cars and I like love, it's after the one thing John and I disagree on. I love cars. Uh, oh, and John no. doesn't care about cars at all. But like, if I okay. made a lot of money, I would have like, like a Ferrari. If I could afford oh a Ferrari, God, yeah. Ferrari. if I won the lottery tomorrow, okay. which I bought some Powerballs at Seven Eleven this morning, fingers crossed. Um, yeah, I would keep driving my 05 Honda CRV with a big dent in the door. A hundred percent. My my keys don't even have the electric work. I have to do the manual thing. <laughs> Hell I yeah. Do. Hell- I, I would roll up to an open mic in an Aston Martin. No doubt. <laughs> and I'd be like, I don't need this. <laughs> Look at the car I just I'm James Bond. Who gives a shit? Are you kidding me? I've driven a couple of like nice cars in my day and it is ugh. I just can't explain my fiance thinks it's ridiculous too. I know, I sound like a real douche, but I love cars. No, but I appreciate this balance because everything else is, you know what I mean? You're Nick. And so it's like, also, mm-hmm. I like luxury vehicles that are ostentatious. Like, you're I allowed do. to have that. 
I do. It's my big. It's like my huge asshole weakness <laughs> that's what i mean i like that hard left in your personality that you just also like because <laughs> yeah, i like fast car. i like cool cars but i like old cars like mm. i just will like if i stop mm. and see something of a good shape even in terms of aesthetics i'll just be like ooh, mm. what is that like what's totally. going on with that is that like a nova or a skylark or whatever or go to burbank oh, when yeah. they have fancy cars but i don't know if i'll ever if i got money i would get a grand jeep Wagoneer, That'd be like cool. the old one. Oh yeah, I would restore one of those, but also like John, I would get like maybe a demo would be the newest car I would get, like tops. Yeah. I would but, get a Chevy yeah. Volt. I would get like a cheap electric car, maybe, but only when my CRV broke down on the one hundred and one, which is like might be tomorrow. <laughs> You're right, Nick. He is financially responsible. So much more financially responsible. Yeah. If we, if John and I like became successful as like a writer director duo uh, yeah there's a little more i would have a little more flash i, I would literally have to manage one. your vanguard account i'd be like i don't trust you with this i'd give you a budget out yeah. of your own money and i'd be like you're putting the rest of this away <laughs> i'm smart but i yeah i like i like cars and i like yeah. jewelry like i set this up for you <laughs> john just put your money in a trust yeah yeah, I grew up in a day when we like idolized Allen Iverson. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I like jewels um, and I like cars. That man rocked. It ruled Alan the early two thousands. I'm constantly mm-hmm. trying to <laughs> wean men of our generation off what has been deemed success and how it is all quickly depreciative. Thank up. you. <laughs> I understand why you're that way, Nick, but like, so you're all just what you equate success with is like dangerously <laughs> useless. It's like, what are y'all mm-hmm. doing? I'm so you, sorry. Um, yeah. No, I, I know. take that car off the I lot, know. loses 50%. What are you doing? <laughs> no, no, I, yeah, I get, I just, I, I don't know. I, I understand. I know all the, all the criticisms of it. I've just, the moment you feel a car, would you feel it rumble underneath you? Oh yeah. man. I, it's the worst. It's my worst trait. It's my worst trait. How much I like cars. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, if you two were sent to start a colony on Mars, mm. what do you think, eat like the other one's first priority would be? Or do we? Is this like we have basic question. survival things? Like we have water, we have food. Like we're good there. Yeah, you're covered on that. What would be your next thing? Ooh, that's a good question. I was going to say yours would be like, I think yours would be like, like housing and, and like, what's like, like, it'd be like a community focused thing. I think it would like, like, how do we, you know, how, how are we going to work together for the betterment of man? I think, uh, would be John's, it'd be a community like schools and stuff. Yeah. And like, what's our, I mean, he literally started to ask about infrastructure before we, before the prompt <laughs> was even done, you know? So it's like, I think it'd be like that. Like, what's our foundation? <laughs> You know, which, by the way, Foundation, great show. Slow burn, sci-fi. You better be getting some residuals from Apple. Wow, that's a very nice answer. My my immediate gut was not quite. I think you'd be like, I think you'd say like, should we discover life? Like, should we go look for life? And you'd be like, ooh, but what if life is like kind of dangerous and a little scary? Like, should we go? Is it worth going? I think it is. I think it's worth it because then we could be the first ones to discover life and everyone will know that we were the ones who discovered life. But unless they're like scary and they have like big teeth and then they eat us and then no one will know. And then is that worth it? Mm, Let's weigh the risks. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's true. So Nick would land and immediately make a pros and cons list. Yeah. yeah. 
I thought you were gonna say government. Oh, that Nick was gonna be that like, "That is a good answer." Charge. I think you would. <laughs> well, that's probably. I true. think <laughs> you would start campaigning. Well, I would become the emperor of Mars, and then we would explore. No, I think you would start campaigning, but you would do it like really. Again, it would be so. You'd be like, um, "Not to do this early, not to do this early," but we will probably have to establish government, and <laughs> should have a system. Um, we will, and I, I do think democratic, <laughs> but I do think democratic socialism. And if it is socialism, great. But I know like everyone has their different things. Um, I just, I'm just saying, like, I am qualified to be a leader. I'm a great public speaker. I have learned a lot more about this than you, John. <laughs> There's just like a That's hologram true. left of Nick <laughs> doing this speech and like a Scarter Rossi 2052 picket. Like that's all they find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you pack that on the ship to Mars. But in all fairness, I would vote for you. So I think it would work. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. And it would be in your favor, you know. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> hey, what do you think um, is an important trait in a best friend? Um, I'd say empathy. Probably empathy. I think you're probably the most empathetic person I know. And it, it's almost to a detriment because when we sit and we write together, we always end up spending two hours just talking about all the things in our lives. And then we're like, shit, we have a deadline. Like, we would <laughs> have to write for the next two hours. Um, but yeah, I Which think... Which we just barely hit. We had a deadline that we, like, really crossed the finish line at the last second there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It was... I don't want to do that again. But we will. No. Uh, but yeah, no, I think um, I think empathy. I think empathy is, is truly one of your of many qualities that are fantastic. It, it might be your best. Thank you. What's a good quality? I, I mean, I don't want to say the same thing. I mean, yeah, empathy, I think is like a really good thing. Um, I think somebody that will support you when it's appropriate and will let you know when you have messed up. I think that, I think mm. honesty is like a really big thing mm. in a friendship. And it's like, you know, I think if you're and if you're willing to listen, it can really change a lot of things for you, you know, because like I think it takes and John, you know, I listen to John. I think John also hears me. And I think that that's very yeah. important. But if, if, if you like, you know, if you're if you're if you're saying like, hey, you're being kind of an asshole, you can react one of two ways. You can say, well, no, fuck you. Or you can say, oh, how am I being an asshole? And I think when you are close enough with somebody, you're more likely to say the latter. So, yeah, yeah. And I do think that you trust John enough to, even if it's with your special, try something new or trust that his perspective could be picking up something honest that mm -hmm. you're not seeing. It's like, yeah, it's also that you trust that person enough to be like, oh, yeah, I do trust their perspective just as much or possibly more than my own, which I think takes a lot of like you respecting 100%. that person. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was great. Oh, y'all. This was, was really so amazing. fun. This was so nice. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, tell people where to find you both. Um, well, John, you go ahead. I, I feel like I've started. No, you. I'm doing the hand thing to you now. You begin. No, no, you no, go. You know. I'm thinking of where to even find me. Uh, okay. Um, oh, I don't know. If, go. You no. Go. Go. Oh, go. Please, 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 please. This is a. This is. We're really botching the landing <laughs> here. You go. John, you go. You have let Nick go the whole time. Yeah. You go, John. I can't yet, yeah, but that's how we work. Um, okay, you can find me on uh, on Twitter. Uh, some iteration of my name, I don't remember. Um, I barely use it, though. I'm most of the time retweeting Nick. Uh, you can find me on Instagram uh, with my name uh, and my picture. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Come to Arts and Crafts when we do a show. Follow Arts and Crafts on social media. Arts and Crafts Comedy. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. And yeah. My, my, mine is also my name. Oh, oh. oh yeah. You know what? Fuck it. Watch our movie. Go yeah, look watch, up. Uh, watch, the the watch, channel yeah. is Amaletto. Send me a link and I'll put it in the thing. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. And 
And Nick, tell people how to spell your name. Because <laughs> they spelled because they spelled it wrong on my last show flyer. So that's why it's like top of mind for me. That yeah, yeah. Uh people always ask me how to say my last name at shows, and I always say Scarterasi, but you're probably gonna get it wrong, and that's okay. I used to drop the second R, but that's just because I talk too fast. But it's not that hard, Nick. Don't feel bad. It's just, I think people see three A's and they get really intimidated by that, which I understand. It's a lot of A's. Um, so yeah, S-K-A-R-D-A-R-A-S-Y. Um, and yeah, it's Nick Scarterasi, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, I think, yeah. And oh, and watch Thin Walls. That's the special. Yes, please go watch them. I'll put a link to that too because it's freaking yeah, yeah. fantastic. Um, and also, oh, John, that's like the most best friend social media plug I've had thus far, which is follow me. I mostly retweet Nick. So if you want to see all of John's favorite tweets of Nick, follow him on Twitter. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> that's adorable. Um, but yeah, if you like the podcast and had fun listening today, follow um, us at BF show with KD on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, have a good day slash night and I'll see you all later. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>